You're listening to the Straight Up SEO podcast by Susa Digital. I'll be your host, Chetan Bat. So today we're going to be talking to Bill Herling, founder at Hey Humming, a company seeking to make ad creation, placement, and adaptation automated. Hey Bill, it's a pleasure to have you on this podcast. Yeah, great to be here. Thanks for having me. I, I wanted to begin by asking you a little bit um, about yourself and Hey Humming, um, especially the name of Hey Humming. It it, it really makes me feel it's, it's one of those few names of companies that actually has a feeling to it for me and it makes me feel at ease so and, and uh, yeah. i'm pretty sure that's on purpose <laughs> so yeah how did you guys come up with the name and yeah. tell us a bit more about the company yeah yeah absolutely so um it all started uh a few years ago the origin mm-hmm. story when we um so it actually was originally called humming tree is what it was called okay. back in the okay. day. So the idea was, and just bear with me, this sounds very <laughs> all that, but um, so the idea was, uh, you know, every great business, you know, needs to grow, needs to hum. Yeah. It needs to hum. Oh, okay. and, um, it's like a tree where, you know, you have roots in something and then you have branches, whatever. And nice. Trees provided a lot of, you know, in the shade in the summer and, you know, out of the rain in the winter or whatever. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, so it was, it was called Humming Tree. And then okay. um, people just were like, it's too many, too many words. So we just dropped the tree <laughs> and kept humming. Um, and then we added the, you know, you know, hey humming is the URL, you know, sort of like, yeah. uh, because so much of this we want to do for people and, yeah. um, you know, be, you know, data driven. Um, mm-hmm. So that's the hey humming is sort of like the, you know, hey Siri, hey Alexa, hey, uh, okay. you know, all of that. So, so that was the idea. It was like, hey humming. You know, hey, humming. Do, I like do this, grow my business, you know, whatever. So, um, it's so yeah, <laughs> cool, cool. And then, and, and like, so, so what's 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 the um, what's 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 it all about? Uh, yeah, yeah, you, yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, so that origin story is, um, you know, probably about 10 years old now almost, where um, I was making a bunch of apps, these were mm-hmm. you know, mobile apps that. Range from uh, buying and selling apps to uh, menus on your phone to um, you know just this interactive imaging app, okay. and really only my mom was using any of these apps. So I needed help <laughs> growing the business, and yeah. so I ended up uh, just trying to figure out how to do it on my own. And this was even this is like pre Instagram for business, like in advertisements. Wow. Well, okay. so, so what, uh, what year was that? Like two thousand and so. That, yeah, this would have been yeah. uh, 15, I think, was when September 15, I want to say, was when Instagram for Business or around that, at least when I was thinking about it. So, um, so yeah, it was around that time. And then just slowly realized that this thing was more powerful and you know, more unique than, um, and just better received than any of these other things I had done. So it, mm-hmm. humming really started as a way to help me grow my own ideas in my own businesses. And I struggled because I, I didn't know, you know, um, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to grow online. And I didn't think large ad agencies, you know, they wouldn't give me the time of day and the small ones didn't think necessarily knew everything. So, um, yeah. so I just, we started building this data-driven approach and um, it ended up, you know, just becoming my life. And, and so three years ago, Humming Inc. became a thing mm-hmm. in June of 19. And, um, you know, since then we've scaled and grown. And, um, 
so and so um in 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 all of that what what were you originally trying when when it came to uh marketing your businesses originally and and why do you think they didn't work i'm sure that there's a lot of people listening a lot of um, which would probably have similar struggle and uh, and wonder how you came up you know yeah the journey from that to your solution yeah, yeah. well it's so interesting because now that you know on the other side of it um you know now we've got um a company that is i know a lot more about the space than i did you know <laughs> five, ten years ago um and i know a lot more about what works for businesses because we see it in our customers mm -hmm. um and so, you know, so much of, of it, sort of this, uh, you know, there's really a dichotomy in it that it, it's, you know, it's, it's different now than it was before. And so yeah. um, originally, I, you know, I didn't know what I was doing. So I, I went to the places that I could. I went to Google, went to Facebook, you know, those are kind of the self-serve, you know, ad platforms, that, you know, eventually the Instagrams. Um, and I, yeah, and, and I think that that's what people knew how to do. I think, I think search is complicated for people. I think some people can figure it out. But the challenge that I had mm -hmm. that, you know, I think the type of person that we serve really well is somebody who, you know, is either, you know, they're capable of figuring things out. They're just busy. They're running a business. There's so many other things going on. And it really is a 24 seven, three, six, five full-time effort to really sell your products online effectively. Yeah. And so that's why people turn to, you know, agencies and third parties and other platforms to, to help. Um, I struggled with that because I didn't really understand what the value was. I didn't understand much of it. Mm -hmm. And now on the other side of it, now that we have, you know, all these customers, I'm able to see a, there's patterns, there's growth patterns in, um, you know, generally speaking, every, every advertiser, every brand, they start in yeah. a similar pattern where they'll start with some form of search. Yeah. So paid, some, 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 some SEO, whatever it is, we're getting, then they go to some basic programmatic, mm -hmm. then some social, then some more advanced programmatic, and then they get into the streamings, the, the you know, audio ads. Um, and everyone kind of follows that same trend line. It makes sense because they're, you're, you know, at a certain point, you're saturating a certain channel and you're growing right. into another one. And it's all built on the premise that people traverse different ecosystems. I don't just go to one mm -hmm. website, you know, I'm going to go to different places. And because of that, you want to be where your customers are. And it's all about being where they are when you're top of mind. So, um, okay. so now that I see that pattern and I yeah. see that, you know, it's just, it's a function of where do people enter the funnel? Some people might already be doing one of it. Some people might be starting at zero. Some people might be more advanced. So everyone kind of follows the same pattern. Um, but I didn't know that. You know, I didn't understand those things. And also, the it's changed. You know, a lot of the targeting behaviors are changing and certainly have changed since 2014, 2015. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, it's been it's been a long ride, but... Um, so, you know. so, so, so... You, you basically went through all these steps that and, and realized that you know you're saturating these funnels um, and that others were struggling with the same thing and at, at what point did the realization come to so so how does that link to the realization of like um, auto, of, of using I mean I guess I guess to automate the process and to yeah, yeah. and and where did, where did you find the first success I guess maybe we can start there like when did you yeah. <laughs> make the first tweak and find the first success yep. and have this yeah. aha moment? Mm. Yeah, great question. Wow. Okay, so um, so I think it starts with with two things. So so I'll start with this, just a little background of, okay. of kind of what what I see in the market, and then I think how it's become validated. Um, all okay. the time. So um, so first of all, there's a there's an advent of products 
uh, mm -hmm. that are available online in a quantity that has never existed before. You know, True. the increases in everything from you know, Shopify to Magento, e-commerce, um, Etsy, you know, people are just putting their goods online. And it makes sense. You know, why just sell yeah. on the corner street if I can sell around the globe? Um, and because of that, there's more data. There's more data points of what's selling best where. Okay. And then the second thing that I see is um, you have these walled gardens, people like Facebook, mm -hmm. Google, Amazon, who for the first time ever are having to contend with whether they're regulatory burdens or just choices that marketers are making and moving down Google and a prioritization stack um, uh, that they have to deal with. And they have a fundamental flaw, which is that because people traverse different ecosystems, they have to use a third party to validate, you know, from an attribution perspective, what's actually okay. working and not. Um, and so out of that, the combination of data and, um, you know, and, and just this positionally people need a, a third party, um, mm. I think enters a really unique opportunity. And that's what our thesis is. And I think it's been, you know, largely um, slowly validated, I would say, <laughs> just over time. <laughs> um, but, you know, the first big thing that, that I saw was the ability to uh, recognize what ad sizes perform best on different channels. So you mm -hmm. can tell people when they're in the creative process, hey, don't bother with X by Y because it just doesn't work. You should do this one, you know, and that was kind of okay. the first thing where I saw a difference in, in a pattern in data of just, oh, it's beyond, you know, yeah. we're very brand agnostic. So there's, there's yeah. a bunch of different people that use your platform. So it's unique to see that, um, you know, that, that it does make a difference. And Across the board. Yeah, and that's that's when I really realized that oh, there is something to this. Like, there's beyond the data. There's there's kind of a uh, you know a well positioned opportunity. That's 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 super interesting. And when it comes to um, you know when when it comes to yeah the 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 general feedback that people people are giving you, um, where do you where do, where do you see this going next now? Like, is there um, because this is kind of the evolution up to the point at which you made your first realization. But where, where, where do you see this going next? Because you know, as as you mentioned before, the space is always changing. There's always yeah, yeah. <laughs> new dynamics coming in. Yeah, um, yeah. So I I think um, people are going to be more data dependent. I think uh, data is going to become very important. It's going to be a commoditized asset. Yeah. Um, and it's going to come in a lot of different ways. There's going to be information that's going to, um, at the product level, mm -hmm. you know, I think when you see, you know, I think contextual targeting is half of the equation. I think it's going to be really mm -hmm. important as third-party cookies become less and less of a thing, or at least accepted as a thing. Mm -hmm. um, and I think more and more you're going to see people that are um, uh, going to be needing to rely on uh, products themselves mm -hmm. or a combination of products. What Not only how am I presenting, this yeah. content, but what is the actual content within the ad? You know, I think there's plenty of companies um, who are doing a great job that are, you know, trying to automate ad creation, the generation of ad units. Yeah. Um, but I think that they're they're missing a fundamental component, which is what is the actual content of it? It's not just, hey, this button works here, this cool. you know, verbiage works here. It's what's the thing I'm selling? And so if we can tag across everywhere from you know, we, we connect into everywhere from the trade desk to, you know, social properties, to search ads, to Roku's. Um, 
you know, that's going to be a, uh, if I can apply data in between each channel at a product mm -hmm. level, I think that's a really powerful thing. But I think in the long run, and kind mm -hmm. of what my thesis is and where I want to go is, I think we have to look at the actual ad unit. Uh, you know, I mean, when's the last, what's the last big innovation in ad units, like video ads, you know, internet, like it's, there hasn't been a lot of actual um, innovation there. And so I see a way to, I think publishers hold a big key to this because content yeah. is king, they're creating content. Um, and I think, and they own the ad unit ultimately, you know, whether mm. it's an SSP or some ad network, but they, or they do it themselves, um, but they own the ad unit. And okay. I think there's a way to combine ads and websites, making them shoppable, um, you know, saving content to publishers um, and not necessarily, why, you know, this idea of a click-through yeah. rate, click, go to a different website, then do something. Yeah. I think it's going to be more contained. And I think the future is in the ad units and, and you know, okay. doing something there. That's, 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 that's interesting because you're painting, as somebody who's kind of always looking at data, always looking at trends and seeing across multiple platforms where this coming, I think it's uh, where, where all these things are happening. I think it's significant when you say that click-through rate is going to change and it's going to be more contained. Could you paint that picture like a bit more? So right right now, yeah. we, we understand what the picture looks like. You search for something and, and then, you know, whether, whether it be on Instagram or Google or whatever, you click a link and then that's the click-through rate. That's how right. you get from where right. you are at <laughs> to the other location. So how can that right. how can that change? Does it require a fundamental change in how we interact with the internet even? Yeah, potentially. Um, so, mm. um, you know, search is a really powerful thing, obviously. You know, it's mm. been around for, you know, and I think Google was something like the, and have your fact checkers fact check all this. <laughs> yeah. but okay. I would say, I, I think Google was the 24th search engine. You know, they weren't the first. There were a number of people before them. They were just very innovative in the page rank, and the, the timing was good. Um, and honestly, they created a product um, in monetizing search that was, you know, revolutionary. Yeah. Um, and it's been foundational to all these other business lines they've built out. Um, so search is always a, a, an interesting function, but the idea of just clicking on because when you think about a publisher, you go to some beautiful website. Um, People generally go for the content. You know, you're reading an article, you're watching mm -hmm. a video, you're whatever it's you're going you're looking at a house, whatever it is you're doing. Um, you know, it's content, it's some form of content. And it's what Sumner Redstone said a long time ago, you know, content is king. And yeah, that's always going to be true. And then you look at somebody like a social platforms, and they really just share other people's content. It's an easier way to share with your friends and things, but they're true. not actually writing the articles. The source content came from someone else. And I think that, by the way, is its own separate thing where I think you're going to see a lot more of uh, machine learning uh, actually writing content, you know, news articles, things like right. that. I think you're going to see more of that. Um, but regardless, there's because there's so much content, because people are going to be mm. wanting more things, I think they're going to become more loyal to whatever brand it is. And, for example, if you look at a, a buy side by the Wall Street right. Journal or Wirecutter by the New York Times, you know, if you go to these websites, they're like, you know, the eight best stemless wine glasses or something. So they're all, it's really just an affiliate <laughs> marketing yeah. program but people Correct. trust the wall street journal they trust the new york times they trust whoever I, I remember i was talking to a very very smart uh, brand owner this guy's probably does 100 million a year in revenue um and he was looking to buy luggage and he went to wire cutter the new york times just to find yeah. what they review because he trusts that brand and so i think the combination of content and products are going to coalesce into 
um, a totally different experience where people might not be going to Google, but they're going to the publisher that they trust mm. because I trust the reviews of these people. I trust what they're doing. If it's good enough mm. for them, it's good enough for me. Um, and so I think you're going to see this advent to the people that own the content are going to have more power. And publishers today, it's a very brutal business. It's you know very uh, difficult to talk to anyone, really. Um, yeah. And so they've been monetizing the same way the last 20 years. And I think that's going to change. And so this whole... Yeah. Know, concept that I mentioned a minute ago is, you know, I, I refer to it as sort of a, you know, it's an embeddable purchase window. It's it's a yeah. it's a way to buy directly from an ad where the ad unit. Imagine an iframe. You know, you're reading yeah. some article. Yeah. Oh, this is interesting. You know, and yeah. it's done in a more productive way. It's not just some weird banner that's flashing, but it's like, oh, this is interesting. It expands, fills the screen. You still get the real estate of a website without clicking to a website. Mm -hmm. Um. And then you can buy things. You could save them for later because you're logged in to the Wall Street Journal, the New York Times, or whatever. Um, and so it allows the publisher now to act like a tech company because they're able to learn information about what wow. you like, what you read, what you're buying or not buying. Mm. And they could even potentially, you know, you could you could have like a New York Times pay. You know, you could yeah. use a checkout function that they own. They could get a percentage of what they help sell. Yeah. And now look at them. Now they're like a marketplace. And so I, again, I think it comes down to content. Um, and just reimagining the ad unit itself and and so it's a fascinating yeah yeah it's i mean it, it would would you say this also signals a uh, a change in thinking for um less kind of i mean we, we spoke about the new york times and these kind of like very very established old businesses but there are many businesses that are just a few years old that are kind of medium size um would you would you say this also signals a change in in the way that they should be thinking as well like they should be thinking more as publishers now as well rather oh, yeah. than simply i have a product and i'm trying to get this out there on the internet exactly exactly and that's because of how third-party data for so mm. long has powered the effectiveness of the ability to retarget or build a lookalike or, or whatever function somebody's trying to pull off yeah. where now data is going to be key where the brands who are able to build a relationship directly with their customers to mm. say that you know and i'm talking zero and first party data where you know when i buy the you know these glasses from warby parker oh it's mm. they get my address they have my phone number they have my email they have information about me um and they right. can potentially look a lot more like marketplaces they can cross sell they can upsell things you know they can mm. sell in other merchants maybe a you know, a glass cleaner or something, somebody could cross sell that into me, but I buy it through Warby Parker and, so, and they're able to, you know, kind of develop a right. um, more of a marketplace. Um, so yes, and I think that it's going to be really important for them to, you know, be thought leaders to provide interesting knowledge, depending on who I'm, you know, how I'm yeah. looking to this business. Um, but I think people are going to go to fewer sites and I think that those sites are going to do more. They're going to sell more mm -hmm. things. They're going to be more curated. And it's sort of, you know, it's funny how the world really works in cycles. You know, if you look historically, things just kind of move in cycles. Yeah. And, and I think when you look back in the U.S., in, you know, and I'm just, you know, in like the West or, you know, wherever, you'd go to the local shopkeeper. You'd buy all your right. stuff in the general store. And yeah. then it became, oh, I'll go to everywhere. Mm. And now I think it's going to come back to, no, I kind of just go to a few places, but I can get access to everything. And the brands that are, you know, forward-thinking, that are yes. trying to collect that zero and first party data, build that relationship. Mm. I think it's really important. And you look at big retailers, um, Dollar General. I think they are the mm. largest, or they have the most number, you know, highest number of stores. Some fact like that. Um, 
but they've built their own media network and they're selling mm-hmm. data into the trade desk of all their, because they have all these kind of rural shoppers and things like that. Um, Best Buy, wow. you know, you have people that are building ad networks. So I think that yeah. there's, I think small brands will be able to do that too. And I don't think people right. quite get it yet, but it's yeah. kind of like, you know, I would, I would use the example of, um, you know, like movie making, like you can have a great movie, you can have yeah. a great product, but if you can't sell it, nobody's going to see it. And the same thing is true with products. products. You can have great products, but selling is such an important component. And I mm-hmm. think the dynamics of how you sell online, how you mm-hmm. engage with your customers mm-hmm. and how you continue to engage with them. That's what's changing. Mm-hmm. And I think they, you know, the brands that see that and get ahead of it are the ones that are going to do well in the next five years. So well, in the next five years, that's 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 yeah. a very enticing timeline. Um, <laughs> so, long so, time. <laughs> well, it's, it's long and short, right? Like if, if you're yeah. if you're a company that's looking to change, that that can be right. not right. not not a very yeah. long time. But if you're if yeah. you're starting out, then maybe yeah. Uh, so so so, what I'm curious about now is is your thought on um, this whole idea that that. In the past, we used to go to our local guy, and I still like to do this. By the way, I still yeah. like to. Yeah. It's almost a point of pride that I, I will have, like let's say, the baker. The baker knows me, and I can have a conversation with them. Yep. And and yep. you know, very much has always maintained as part of a sales strategy or a loyalty strategy of restaurants. So that that's never changed. Um, they always want you to have that interaction with the waiters and the owner. Online, for a period for a long period we, we, we've seen that as you say change everyone's been quite widely spread um, and now it's contracting and do you think that's because to to the old behavior do you think that's because people are a kind of have a fundamental need to have um, closer connections with the people they buy from do you think it's a product of noise like it's getting so noisy that it's just uh, almost like a retaliation so it's not really fundamental but it's like a retaliatory retaliatory um reaction which might change again in the future or um yeah really those two options (laughs) 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 so it's interesting because um fundamentally i think and and people are structured in different ways i Mm. but i think that um you know there's a humanistic element to um to 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 people (laughs) you know you want to develop a relationship with somebody you know, being sort of this cold, dark, you don't really know what, who you're buying from, who they are. Um, I do think people are moving away from that. And I, and I right. feel strongly that people want to, um, you know, they, they want to have a relationship with the people that they buy products from for the same reason that, you know, this guy I'm referring to went mm-hmm. to the New York Times to find luggage because mm-hmm. um, he trusts that he has a relationship with them, that the values of that business mm-hmm. align with his. Um, mm-hmm. And because of that, I think you're going to see more and more of, of people that are looking for, you know, uh, brands and businesses and products that align with their values. Um, but they also want that relationship with somebody where if you could get all of the things that you need from somebody mm. who you would consider a friend or that uh, acquaintance or something like that, you'd probably do that. You know, it, yeah. it's, it's, it's hard to manage so many different relationships. And, um, yes. it's, yeah. And so I think because the internet, you know, I think when we look back, you know, let's, yeah. let's say it's 2040, when we look back, I think it'll, you know, someone will write a book about how um, as the internet grew, there was more content, which meant there were more mm-hmm. content providers, which meant that there were more people that were generating things and building things and generating mm-hmm. noise, to your point. Mm-hmm. And as a result, um, I think people got a little overwhelmed 
and then mm-hmm. it kind of came back and consolidated into I have a few people that I work with and I know and that I trust, yeah. and I can get most of my things from those people. Um, and and I think that's what I think that's what you're seeing. I think I think I think that's, that's exactly like kind of how how I followed your point as as well. Um, is 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 exactly that. Too many. It's just the overwhelmed aspect, and yep. now and now it's, it it becomes more valuable to have a few quality relationships. But also, thinking about what you were talking about earlier, brands are in a more powerful place than ever to create these relationships because exactly. before it was just like you have a website and you had people would come, people would buy, but you have you never it's it's you would never meet them or you'd never know anything right. about them. They'd come and go. Now. You can almost you can almost get to know them. Um, right. You know who's coming and going, and you can start to create these relationships as well. The other way around, right? Exactly, and and I think when you know so mm. much of tech in the last ten years has been you know really driven by the larger, mm. you know, the big tech names, the thing stocks is it's all about growth. It's all about net mm. new users. How many new people right. can we get? It's just about pop 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 users. Yeah. Whereas, and that is important. I'm not saying that's not a valuable thing to a business. Obviously, right. we want to have more people. Volume begets volume. It's an important yeah. function. I'm not saying it's not. But I think people forget about managing the relationships with the people that they do have. And this concept of, I only can get new people. I can't mm. sell into my existing customers, right. I think is a mistake. And people forget. You might have a great customer base. There's more products and services that you can sell into them to continue to develop a relationship where these people can work with you for 20 years. And I think that um, I think tech misses that that it's not just volume. It is you do mm. want more people, but it's also what can I do and how can I provide value to my existing customers, existing and customers. upsell them. You know, and I think that's why you'll see more consolidation. We'll probably fewer customers per head, right. but better relationships with customers and brands will, you know, just continue to sell and upsell, and then they'll refer other people and blah blah blah. So yeah. I I think there's a, you know, like with all things mm. in life, they often it operates with a lag, but it'll be realized over time. And I think that's why the consolidation is there. And I think I think we are certainly seeing a movement in that direction. Even with the Google algorithm updates, they are yeah. more and more focusing on, you know, how 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 does your content engage a specific audience rather right. than you yeah. know. But yeah. this 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 is kind of interesting because because I think the I think the point raised so far is 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 exactly this humanizing of content but also the way that tech sometimes even though it's enabling it can also mislead us and what i mean yes. by that is yep. the moment people start to realize humanized content is good how long is it until they start to pump that into ai or into yep. machine learning systems <laughs> and now we go back to the beginning where we just have yep. <laughs> machine learning <laughs> pumping yep. all this humanized content yep. Yep. <laughs> well, yeah wow well i I think people will use it as brand. I think we're going to see yeah. in 20 years, 20, you know, 42, yeah. I think you're going to see, um, I hope we can look back on this, this uh, conversation. <laughs> conversation and just, yeah. um, you know, I think you're going to see people that use it as brand. I think we're going to be like, oh, this, this movie script was written entirely <laughs> by humans. This is a human powered story, you know, or something like that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because I think I, I, it's, I, I think we're a lot closer than we think we are to, um, you know, content being generated by, by machines. And that's the thing is, I mean, imagine news breaking. I think it'll start first with the news because sometimes you have those stories that just, you know, it, breaking news 10 minutes yeah. ago or something like that. It, it's very little because they're still finding out facts, but it's like, yeah. oh, here's the place it took place. Here's the thing that happened. Here's what happened. Right. Um, those are all content blocks. People can just plug that in and programmatically yeah. you can generate 
content into me as a customer. Okay. I got the information I needed, you know, that it kind of mm. lacks that human element. Yeah. Um, so I, I think you're, I think the ultimate question in yeah. my lifetime and your lifetime yeah. is how much technology is too much technology. <laughs> and that's the question we're going to have to solve in the next 20 mm -hmm. years, because you're going to have people that are, you know, these absolutists of tech, everything should be automated and people should just, just mm -hmm. watch content and, you know, like that's all <laughs> they should do. And their whole lives are automated. Work is automated for them. And then you'll have yeah. Luddites. I think that'll come back. I think you'll literally have Luddite communities. They're like, there's no internet here. Move to <laughs> wherever. Yeah. And it's there's going to be a balance in the middle. Yeah, yeah, because, you know, it's like AI that can read, that can do what a radiologist would do and catch some tumor or something that a human eye couldn't. Yeah. No one is anti that. You know, right. I think that's a really powerful thing. But, yeah. you know, oh, my, like I saw, there's, I read about this two months ago. There's a robot that can like do your laundry and fold your clothes and whatever. There's, and it's like, Why not? yeah, I, I guess, I guess you can do that. <laughs> yeah. But also, yeah. it's just a thing of life. You can also do it. You know, like I, yeah. I just, this idea that, we could just save everyone's time to do what? Just like watch more TV. Like I, I don't, I don't know. It just seems like, and I think people are going to miss that kind of, because there's a simplicity to yeah. things. Like when you're just, you know, doing yard work or something, you know, it's, it's, it's soothing in a way because it's simple. And, and so I think people will miss that. So we're going to have to see what that balancing act looks like. And, and I think that's going to be a big political thing, is, you know, because it's going to take people's uh, jobs. Yeah, you know, and and when it today it's the factory workers, but tomorrow it's mm. the Hollywood screenwriters, and, and then you know, I think it's yeah, and then the developers, you know, actually yeah. developing code, you know, and so um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think I mean the, the the part of this that to me is unifying is the idea that we are always trying to work with people. The only reason why we have machine learning or AI is to make people's lives more efficient or or, or, or to yeah or to automate processes to, to reach more people but at the end of it there's always people and sometimes when 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 I think we initially think about data and many companies maybe are thinking about data using it more it's, 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 it's easy to buy into the fact that that data is the entire picture of the person and what's going forwards when it's it's and, and it can be a very accurate picture but there's there's something about um, you you the fact that you know that you're you're a, you're a human being you know that at some point you're going to switch off your phone and go on holiday and not open it up again and 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 if we understood people more we could guide these ai and machine learning systems to be better for people rather than just to rather than having the focus on kind of how do we leverage this to 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 almost leverage another algorithm that will help it spread um, and, and and the second step is not aimed at a person; it's aimed at another algorithm, which is then aimed. So, do you know what I mean? And, and 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 so, and so, there's an element to marketing that I think will always be aided by understanding people better, mm -hmm. and to know what they want, and so we can guide these systems. Um, I don't know what your what your thoughts about that are. I mean, the idea of machine you mentioned that you have this AI generated content, but it's only so long before exactly this kind of idea of this is a Hollywood script, this is human generated content, let's replicate yep. human generated content and then everything becomes like that and then humans can actually recognize now that that's the same as everything else and we're bored. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. I don't know if you think though that AI could get to a point where it could think ahead, like you know mm -hmm. how a human would, like oh no no this is all the same now, people are getting bored, let's try this creative solution. 
I mean, if AI could get there and then test out lots of different creative solutions, then oof, that, and then figure out the one that's getting the highest response rate, then maybe that's something. You know. Oh, absolutely. No, and I think that yeah. it will play an important role in, in helping sell mm -hmm. things online because, you know, when you look at media buying, um, that's a really thankless job. But so, there's some jobs that should be done by machines. You know, mm -hmm. it's just sort of a uncreative. It doesn't use someone's potential well. And mm -hmm. um, I think media buying is that, you know, the idea of constantly buying, selling, trafficking things, optimizing, pushing them in different channels. Mm -hmm. um, that's an ongoing thing every day. And that's mm -hmm. why the thing that I've also seen in our own business is that um you know we have some smart humans uh mm -hmm. they get beat every time by a machine that that is optimizing and it's i don't okay. like that i like people i don't want that to be a thing but um a machine just works all the time it's always it's just it's, always it's just smarter and faster and um mm. for this type of task you know not necessarily for every task but every um so to me it's like and that's how i see our business you know people are trusting their businesses to us to help them grow. And on the whole, yeah. people are happy and stay and grow and all that good stuff. But it's sort of like a, there's a lot, there's so much that I think people don't realize that machines do. Um, okay. And we certainly sell that they do that, but there is so much that they do already in the ad yeah. world that, um, you know, it's sort of like a, a pilot on a plane. I, I think people would be shocked of, you know, how much of that is really automated, the autopilot. Okay. That's but people true. have pilots up there because people like seeing a human, like if something goes wrong, you know, people <laughs> fully trust machines. And so same thing with our business. It's like, oh, yeah, we have media buyers, but there's also, but most of it's mm -hmm. a machine, you know, and, and so they can direct when things go wrong. But, um, you know, I, I think that more and more there's going to be, as it becomes more ubiquitous, as yeah. just technology does make people's lives easier, people will accept it more. They'll trust it more. And okay. with that trust... I think you'll see greater adoption, but yeah. I still think fundamentally we're going to have to ask the question of, you What's know, how much technology is too much technology. Yeah. And just yeah. what, what, what does this mean for people? Because you also have by 2050, 10 billion people now in the world, you know, predicted like that's a lot of people and um, what are they going to do with their lives? And that's, that's another kind of function too. No, I think, yeah, yeah. I mean, where, where, where do you, um, I guess as, 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 a, as a final point, yeah. Like, where, yeah, yeah. Where, where, where do you think in marketing, and especially in, in, in your world of marketing, where you're focused on, there will always be, or at least they, they, there will be a place for a person. Like what kind of skill or function is it that, um, that we'd be contributing or we'd be working with the machines hand in hand with to improve, you know, the outcomes? Yeah, it, it's all, there's always going to be a need for a human to manage a relationship with a customer. Um, mm -hmm. You know, an account partner, growth partner, you know, whatever, mm -hmm. whatever you call them, um, account manager. Th those roles are always needed um, because okay. even a machine can be doing everything. And even a machine can create a hologram that you can talk to. But <laughs> it's always going to be different. If I'm just talking to you. There's a human yeah. element. Like, we're the same. We're both mm -hmm. humans. I'm not talking to a machine. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it, there's some beautiful things about technology. I mean, this conversation... Right. We couldn't have had 10 years ago, right. you know, or at least 15 years ago. I mean, yeah. um, you know, things have changed. And so it does provide a lot of value. But at the same time, the relationship is always going to be there. But I think creative, like the ad generation, I think uh, op the optimization, ad trafficking placement, um, I think website building, I think all those things are going to be automated by machines. Wow. And I, but I think the, the function is going to be 
hey, I'm, I have a relationship mm -hmm. with you and I'm going to sell you why my machine is better than somebody else's. Or, you know, and that's going to be tough. And I, and I think there should be a lot of creative destruction with ad agencies. I really do. And I think that there's a lot of overhead and just, just the business model in general, Incredible. I don't think will scale well. So, um, you know, something to look forward to or not, you know, depending on. Yeah, I, I, I think there is a lot to look forward to there. I think the take, I mean, there's, there's many messages, take home points, including including this brave new world in which, in which, in fact, technology and, and data is getting to the point at which we it's really allowing us to, to, to see through our websites and see mm -hmm. the people behind yeah, totally. and totally. build those relationships. And I yeah. think ultimately this conversation was about that. It was about building relationships and how that's mm -hmm. going to happen at scale in the next five to 10 years um, yeah. with, with all the different dynamics taking place, <laughs> you know? So it's truly fascinating. I think, I think what you guys are doing at Hey Humming is, is really interesting to the, to, 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 to the points that we all, we, we just made in the conversation yeah. <laughs> and um, it will help a lot of people um, as well. A, a lot of companies kind of cut through, cut through the noise and actually get their, their products out there in, in, in this changing world. Um, yeah, yeah. Thank you so much, Bill. Yeah, no, thank you. This is time. awesome. Yeah, yeah it was no, really it's great. Yeah, yeah uh, same here. And I um, I <laughs> hope you enjoyed it. And yeah, it was really fun. Thoroughly, thoroughly. And yeah. I hope to have you on again and, and ask yeah, you other questions. I'm sure there'll yes. probably be some conversation we can have that, that connect what's happening with Google and SEO with, with, sure. with what's yeah. happening in other worlds too, because it's, it's yep. all connected and, and, and yeah, it's all totally. quite fascinating. Yeah, right. Totally. Yeah. Thanks so much. Cool. Yeah, sounds good. All right, Ciao. see you.